हरी ओम गोइंग टू डिस्कस चैप्टर 16 ऑफ भगवत गीता टुडे विथ यू इन चैप्टर 15 इट्स अ रिविजन ऑफ एवरीथिंग दैट श्री कृष्णा हैज स्टार्टेड फ्रॉम चैप्टर 2 एंड श्री कृष्णा हैज सेड दैट द आत्मज्ञान द सेल्फ रियलाइजेशन एंड देन द विश्व ज्ञान द नॉलेज ऑफ द कॉस्मोस एंड देन दिस टू टेक्स यू टू द परमात्मा पद द हाइएस्ट place where there is no return the birth and death cycle is broken and there's moksha the ultimate freedom the question is on the journey of this atmajnana vishvajnana and the parmatma pad everyone is moving slowly towards that direction when the journey is already started what is it that helps this journey and what is it that creates resistance to this journey and that subject is the chapter 16 daivi sampatti and asuri sampatti the divine qualities that will take you closer to the parmatma pad to the highest divine dimension to the atmajnana self realization vishvajnana the knowledge of the cosmos and the qualities that will keep you away from this knowledge that will keep you in ignorance and that ignorance is suffering so shri krishna has discussed the divine qualities that take you to moksha freedom and the qualities the evil qualities that bind you to this life of suffering this qualities these virtues what are those first we have to understand in our day to day life our karmas our actions are done with a purpose with a goal in our mind and that goal is decided by our intellect with that goal and direction we make efforts as we are making efforts it brings changes into our personality that is quality when i want to achieve something in my exam i start studying that regular study becomes a habit and that habit brings sincerity into me that becomes a virtue since my childhood i am learning i need to speak truth i need to speak truth if i sincerely follow that then that speaking truth becomes a quality it becomes a habit so this divine qualities are nothing but habits formed out of consistent behavior that behavior is motivated by understanding so there is intellect involved in creating a quality that is gnana there is karma that is my effort my action and the transformation is on emotional level bhava so there are these three dimensions that are responsible for creating these qualities the qualities 
that allow me to discover and see the positive around, discover and see the equality in every object around me are divine qualities. The qualities that bring peace of mind to me, the balanced state of mind to me, they are divine qualities. And these are the qualities which are focused in Atma direction. The Atma direction is the oneness direction, the equality direction. And the evil or Asuri qualities are opposite of that. They are not focused on Atma, but instead they are focused on sensory desires and ego. So let's discuss these qualities one by one. The first quality is Abhaya. Abhaya is fearlessness. When I treat every other person or every other object as the object which has the same divine energy like I have, there is no fear. When you love someone, when a couple who is in love with each other, there is no fear in between them. They are not scared of each other. The person who has understood this and because of this understanding, the quality of fearlessness is manifesting. So this is the first quality, divine quality. The second one is Shuddhi, Atma Shuddhi. The person has influenced or has got more influence of Sattva, the purity. In his heart, it reflects in his heart, it reflects in his behavior, it reflects in his thinking. That purity is a divine quality. The next quality is consistency in maintaining the experience of yoga, that is balanced state of mind. Consistently, whatever happens, every day, every hour, every moment, the mind is balanced. And that balanced state of mind always reflects the wisdom. And what is the wisdom? Me and the rest are all equal. The next quality is Dhamma. Dhamma is control of sensory organs. This we have discussed quite a bit. All the sensory desires and organs are absolutely in control of that intellect which is looking at Atma as the goal, looking at Atma as equality and divinity and that principle is the foundation. Then next is Dana. Dana is giving. This giving is very important and a beautiful example in one of the commentaries on Bhagavad Gita, Jnaneshwari, like tree, look at the tree. The tree is taking things from Mother Earth. It's growing, but as it's growing, look what it's doing. It is giving shade. That green color is so refreshing to us. The leaves, they give out oxygen, very helpful to us. The tree gives flowers, beautiful smell. The tree gives away fruits, very beautiful. Every aspect 
of the existence of that tree is all about giving. So my life, every aspect of my life should be like that tree. The next divine quality is Swadhyaya. Always trying to reflect on my own actions, on my own behavior, trying to change it, trying to modify it, trying to align it in the most positive way. In that direction of Atma. Now, it's very difficult to keep myself always in one direction. The next quality is Tapa, austerities. Very strong commitment I make to this direction of what I have found with this self-study. And that direction, I make efforts continuously without stopping or without getting lazy. I decide, I will get up early in the morning and I will practice my meditation. Just one little act, but the consistency and regularity is tapa. And it's a divine quality. Through this swadhyaya and this tapa, I am trying to do my swadharma, the right thing that I need to do in my life. Swadharma becomes yajna. Itself becomes an offering. So what I receive from the mother nature, I am giving back. In a selfless way, giving away the attachment with the fruit of the action, this is the next quality, yajna, which comes with Swadharma, which comes with Tapa, which comes with Swadhyaya. The next is very clean and straightforward thinking, like a child. The child thinks straight. If you ask the child, what are you doing? The child will tell you. If the child is watching something on a mobile phone and you ask him, hey, what are you doing? He'll say, I'm watching this. If you ask an adult, what are you doing? Say, no, nothing. No, I was just doing some emails. Really? Actually, he's watching a video on YouTube. <laughs> because there is this clean state of mind that child have. And in fact, yoga is to become like a child. Great yoga master Swami Satyananda, he was once asked, what is the purpose of yoga? And he said, the purpose of yoga is to become like a child. The child does it naturally, the yogi does it with awareness. But the state of mind for both of them is same. And this is that quality. The next quality is Arzava. When you are behaving, your behavior with others is full of humility and kindness. Our behavior changes depending on how the person is. If someone has given me a lot of chocolate, then my behavior is very kind and <laughs> nice. But if someone has told me, no, no, you must do this work, then my behavior to the person is changed. 
The next is ahimsa, non-violence. Well, look, non-violence on three levels, physical, mental and verbal. But this non-violence idea is not very well understood in the path of yoga. Look at your own body. Look at my body. Look at your body. Every moment our body is killing millions of bacteria and viruses. If we don't, if our body doesn't kill, then we will be dead. Now to kill the bacteria to survive, is it violence or non-violence? It's a question. So you need to revisit the idea of non-violence. There is an ecology, a small ecology, a small pond and a big fish comes into that pond and that big fish eats out everything. Ecology is destroyed. To get rid of that big fish from there and let the ecology hang in balance. Is it violence or non-violence? In Australia, few years back, they imported some toads, cane toads, because the Australian government thought that these toads probably will eat the bugs on the crops and that will be giving them more crops, like yield of the crop. So they imported these cane toads, but the cane toads had a poison, as they have a poison on their skin. And the local animals, the ecology there, the animals didn't know, they were not in, uh, exposed to these cane toads before. So they start, the animals who started eating those toads started dying. And then the toads were also growing at crazy speed. So what these cane toads did to the ecology is they destroyed the ecology. The Australian government legalized killing of these cane toads. Now the question is killing these cane toads, is it violence or non-violence? So it's an important question how you look at non-violence. If you understand the idea of Bhagavad Gita going back to chapter 10 where Sri Krishna says every object in the mother nature has divine dimension and everything working in balance is most important. So non-violence and violence should be seen from that perspective of maintaining the balance of the ecology. A little child, his tummy has worms and is crying and you have to give the bitter medicine for the, to the child. Then the child doesn't like the bitter medicine. It thinks that you are doing some injustice. So it's crying. Now in that situation, what the mother does? It forces that bitter medicine because it's good for that child. So this violence and non-violence need to be understood properly. The next is truth. Is a virtue. But what is truth? The truth is realizing the laws of nature, understanding the nature of life, the birth and the death and the karmas in between. Truth is not what you see. What you see is not real. Right now what? When I look at the sun, the sun looks exactly like this, maybe like this, maybe like this to me. Is that the truth? Right now it is the truth for me. Scientifically, go and measure the sun. And it's big, millions of kilometers in diameter. 
So truth in yoga is different. The truth in yoga is the Paramatma. The reality of this divine dimension that exists in every object. And realizing that Paramatma is truth in yoga. The next is Akrodha. No anger. No anger. Some people you say, I am going to practice. Some people say, I am going to practice uh, controlling my anger. So, they make a resolve. And then first day, something happens in the house and the partner says something and uh, I feel like I should get angry but then I remember no no I need to calm down second day the partner does something I again feel like but no calm down and third day the partner doesn't even do anything just opens the mouth a little bit and I say hey shut up I didn't speak for last two days That's not management of anger. It's just separation of anger. Akrodha means whatever is happening, whatever is someone doing to you, inside your heart, there is no disturbance. It's absolutely peaceful. The moment that person finishes, you should be able to smile at the person. Next day, you should be completely forgetting what happened yesterday. If you remember that, then that's not a krodha. Unfortunately, we remember little things for years and years and years and years. Let let, let me talk about myself. I still remember 12 years ago, this friend of mine said this thing to me and then I never talked with him again. I still remember it. How important it is. It's not important. But I still remember it. So I have no control over the anger. The next is Tyaga. Tyaga is sacrifice. Sacrificing the ego connected with your body. Once that ego connected with your body goes, all the attachments that you have with the material world go away. Whatever actions you are doing, the fruit of that action you can easily sacrifice. Whatever karmas you are doing, if you are attached to the fruit of that action, that's not tyaga. That's attachment. So sacrifice is opposite of attachment. And this is a divine dimension. The next is shanti, the peace. Like a pond, there's a lot of there's a lot of wind. And that wind has created a lot of turbulence. Along with that turbulence, because of that turbulence, there's a lot of dirt is there in the pond and you can't see the bottom. When every bit of the dirt particle settles down and the wind is all calmed down, the water is so stable, you can see the depth of that water, that is peace. And that should happen in our mind. Our mind doesn't have peace. Every two minutes, I'm checking WhatsApp. Every two minutes, I'm trying to check Facebook page. Every few minutes, I'm checking on my computer, laptop. Every few minutes, I'm thinking of this subject, that subject. This subject is stressing me, that subject is worrying me, that subject is exciting for me. 
If I sit and observe my thoughts for half an hour, I'll immediately realize whether I have peace or I don't have peace. This sacrifice and peace, tyaga and shanti, together is what Buddha has called nirvana. Giving up the idea of self, that I completely annihilated, gone, and then that absolute peace. This is a divine dimension. Then the next is apaishunya. Apaishunya is we all have this quality. It's not a good quality. When it comes to finding faults, we all can easily find faults in others. When it comes to finding your own faults, our own faults, we say, no, I don't have any faults. No. Someone says, hey, you get angry. He says, no, I don't get angry. I don't even realize my own story. I thought I never get angry. Until one day my wife took a little picture of me when I was angry. And that day she didn't show me, but the next day she showed me that picture. I couldn't believe it's my picture. I said, is this my picture? She said, yes. I said, wow. Apaishunya means without pointing to the faults, weaknesses, and bad qualities, vices in others, without pointing it out, you try and help them in such a way that the person understands the good path. Like a naughty child, the mother doesn't keep telling the child, you are so bad, you are so bad. No, she tries to help the child come out of that. That is apaishunya. The ability to love that person and help him come out of that bad qualities. The next is daya. Daya is karuna, compassion. The compassion is with the idea of ending the suffering of others. And there is no discrimination. When you try and help people, without any discrimination, you are wiping the tears of everyone who is crying. So this compassion is a very important quality which helps others. A laulupya is another quality. And this we have discussed. That is non-attachment to the sensory objects and no attraction to these objects at all. You are completely neutral. Money and other objects that you can purchase with money. Non-attachment. Then mardava. Mardava is a very soft and gentle approach, attitude that comes with a soft heart. Then Lajja. When you look at the material acts, worldly things, there is a repulsion. You don't, you don't want to get involved in those acts. This is Lajja. Then Achapalya. Achapalya is absolute control of mind and all the ten sensory organs. The next quality is Teja. Tejasvita. Now, 
there's one word non-violence here and there's another word called teja teja is that fire that fire that is that energy that strong energy to protect all of these values that you are all of these qualities that you have acquired it looks slightly opposite of non-violence and ego but look i'll give you example the great buddha now he was a realized one and he had decided his path it's a divine path buddha's path now if someone would go to buddha and would say hey you have so much of compassion and you love me yes buddha would say yes i love you so he would say okay because you love me i want you to change your path i want you to do this for me this little violence for me would buddha accept that he would say no if the person forces did buddha have the power to stop that person yes that is tej the next is kshama kshama is even if someone humiliates you insults you the attitude to forgive shri krishna's example shri krishna was being insulted by his own cousin every time he insulted shri krishna shri krishna forgave him but shri krishna also had a tej so he told this cousin and his mother that yes i will forgive you 100 times but if you after 100 times if you do that i will punish you and that cousin he was so arrogant and he troubled shri krishna he attacked his kingdom shri krishna was counting 1 2 3 four when he crossed 100 shri krishna used his weapon and silenced him forever tej the next kshama but shri krishna had kshama and tej both the next is dhairya dhairya dhriti is courage when you commit yourself to the path you need lot of courage we keep changing we decide no no i'm going to commit myself on this path of yoga or maybe any other goal of my life and i keep changing because i am facing problems in that path the moment i face problems i change the path because i have lost my courage courage is a very important valuable quality then shauchya is purity inside and outside the next is adrohatva that is while i am doing this my own i am following my own path i try and make others also happy and peaceful their life also i try and bring prosperity to their life and last is amanitva even if people give you lot of respect they make you they praise you it doesn't really influence you so these are the divine qualities that shri krishna has talked about now let's move ahead to the next part that is 
असुरी संपत्ति द इविल क्वालिटीज दैट बाइंड्स अस टू दिस लाइफ क्रिएटिंग सफरिंग इन आर लाइफ एंड टेक अवे द ज्ञान द विस्टम सो ब्रिंग्स इग्नोरेंस द फर्स्ट क्वालिटीज दंभ दंभ इज आई डू लिटिल थिंग एंड आई कीप telling about it to others look i did this look i did that boasting about what you have achieved even little things even big things now this dambha is connected with ego ahankar i sometimes people help someone and keep telling hey look i helped that person sometimes something happens which is good but people have big ego about it hmm i have done this sometimes they work create something and then they have a big ego about that creation say look what i have done the next is darpa which is again similar to dambha but dambha and darpa both are connected with ego darpa is more connected with what i have achieved money people have we look when i am discussing this evil qualities i can feel i have all of this money big ego who i have this much money people show off this big car that big car look i have this big house look i have this big money this is darpa i have achieved something oh i am such a intelligent man i came first in this exam who look i have done my phd such a big ego people develop with this this is darpa beautiful oh you are so handsome you are so beautiful people have ego about it i have some skills oh i play this musical instrument very well big ego oh i can sing well big ego i am such a decorated artist big ego this is darpa and because of this darpa and dambha there is a attitude where you treat yourself as almighty and powerful we lose connection with the reality of life that is we are all bound by the laws of nature there is this divine energy all around us that has control over every function in me i even forget that one day i am going to die i think the death is for everyone else not for me science will find some magic pill that will keep me alive forever and i have so much money so i can live forever there is no statistical data that says that if you are very rich or if you are very powerful live you live longer there is no statistical data but we forget it what i am saying we all understand but i have forgotten about it because of this abhimana next is krodha anger anger gives rise to hatred jealousy they they are all same ideas of anger i don't get something i get angry someone says something to me i get angry that i is a very big potent force in our life which pulls us down 
we all know if you get if we get angry then there is more chance that we will have heart diseases if we get angry we know there more chance that we will destroy our health there's more chance that anger will destroy our relationships anger will destroy our achievements we know that but still it's a very powerful evil dimension then parusha parusha is there is no touch of love in the heart it's like dry person no emotional sensitivity insensitive person is parusha adnyan adnyan is lack of knowledge lack of wisdom that wisdom is atmanyan the equality and divinity dimension so i don't understand i only know i am the one i only know my desires i only know my power i only know my emotions i only know my achievements and this is creating very strong attachments and restrictions to me in my life and it's binding me to this naraka as shri krishna has pointed out what does it do it actually opens door for door to hell and shri krishna has described three doors to hell kama krodha and lobha desires ego and greed greed and these three doors is what take me to that hell dimension of hell hell is not somewhere else hell is right now here and it's created by these three things that i am doing in my day to day life when i have greed i want to take everything from everyone else when i am trying to do that i disconnect myself from everyone else to the point that i have disconnected myself from the mother nature i have disconnected myself from the people around me in my little apartment i feel lonely i am just happy that i have my lot of money in my bank accounts that is greed and with that money i am trying to buy all the objects of desire for myself i think they are going to give me happiness i want this beautiful mobile phone i want this pleasure uh, object i want this beautiful car i want this nice clothes i want this nice shoes i want this everything that looks very nice i want to look very young that is all about greed ego and desires and look what we have done as a society because of these three things we have problems in our family life because i am so self centered i have no adjustments with my partner my ego is so powerful i can't get along with any of my friends i don't have much friends the only number of facebook friends does not really reflect real friends i am so disconnected from the society i feel everyone is trying to cheat me it's very hard when you walk out in the city if you smile at someone that person may call police thinking that oh maybe this guy is crazy or he wants to you know just trying to cheat me so there is no trust 
in our society. Nature, we have destroyed. As a society, as a collective groups, we are nurturing these three qualities. All of us together, no exception. And that is taking us to the hell. We are using all our intellect in achieving power, which is expression of ego. That intellect is being used to maximize pleasures. How can I design the bed that will give me most wonderful soft experience? The seats in my car are so fantastic that it gives me so much pleasure. All my intellect is being used for this pleasure, for this power and for this greed. How can I take more money from this person or group of people? The richer you are, the more you want. The more intelligent you are, you are trying to use your intelligence to take money from those who are not as intelligent as you are. What is a sign of great intelligence these days? You go to these big universities in the world and what do you do? In those universities, you learn the science, how to get more money from others and how to become rich for yourself. Organizations is nothing but a collective effort of becoming rich. Many of the countries have taken up. My country should be more prosperous than other countries. This is such a contrast with yoga philosophy. Yoga says, Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam. The whole world is one family. No country divide. No man and woman divide. No rich and poor divide. No old and young divide. No me and this stupid tree divide. But everything is equal and divine. Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam. We are all one family. But why can't I understand that? It's because of these three. Shri Krishna is saying that because of these three, we hate the same divine dimension in others. The Atma in me is same as Atma in her, in him, in him, in her. But I am hating them because of these three. Kama, Krodha and Lobha, desires, ego and greed. And Shri Krishna is saying in this chapter that you try and bring these divine qualities in you and not the evil qualities in you. Because every time you are following this divine quality, it will bring you closer to that extreme freedom. It will bring you closer to that unconditional, permanent divine happiness. That is the Paramatma Pad. That is the oneness. So, I am going to stop here. Chapter 16. One last point Sri Krishna has made which is very interesting and he is telling Arjuna that look, you are being looked upon by many people. So, your behavior is very important. Now, if you consider this to your own life, there are people who are looking up to you in your family, in your friend circle, in your society, in one way or other. And it is this role that you have been given in the society. You have to understand the importance of qualities in this role. So the more you try and bring these qualities in you, people will try and follow you. So it's very important. 
that you follow this path of divine qualities and not the evil qualities. So I am going to stop.